Welcome to the Abs with Abby podcast, y'all. Um, welcome back if you are a regular. Welcome if you're new. Um, regardless, I am so grateful that you are here today. Um, I'm just going to start this off by saying if you are a woman or a man um, or whatever gender and are feeling very um, scared or worried or enraged or um, sad, whatever it is that you're feeling, you're not alone in those feelings. Um, And please process and work through however you need to. Um, It's been a hell of a week, a hell of a week. Um, For me personally, lots of other things going on besides everything going on in the world. Um, and honestly, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to come on here and do a podcast today because, um, just dealing with some things that have been going on and my brain has not been working very well. So I'm glad to be here. Um, I just want you to know that this is a safe space. We're going to talk about real things, um, in this space and, uh, you are welcome just as you are. And I am always a safe space if you need someone to talk to outside of the podcast. Um, You matter. Your feelings matter. Your emotions matter. You are allowed to feel everything that you feel. Uh, All feelings are valid. All feelings are okay. And you are worthy of getting the help that you need. So I just wanted to start off this podcast that's not going to be related to any of that. Um, just to say that because I think that it's an important thing to be heard right now by a lot of people and no matter what just know that you're not alone if you're feeling a certain kind of way about things going on right now okay so with that disclaimer (laughs) welcome to the abs with abby podcast I'm abby I'm your host uh I am so grateful that you're here and It is my main mission in life and my greatest passion to help others uh, build healthy relationships with food, with exercise, and with themselves. It's something that I have worked really, really hard on and I'm still working on because it's a never-ending journey. Um, And I'm just grateful that I get to now help others do it as well. So I have a history of eating disorders, depression, anxiety self-harm uh and i went to college for nutrition uh and that that along with exercise really really helped me to get out of not get out of to heal from depression and from eating disorders and so now it's just my greatest joy and honor to help others as well so welcome Today, I want to talk about taking care of ourselves well and building healthy relationships with food. I am a health coach. I work with people who want to lose weight. I work with people who want to gain weight. I work with people who want to maintain weight. Uh, I work with people who want to build muscle, people who want to slim down, people who want to get bigger. Um... And lately, I have been working a lot around um, 
debunking some of the like diet culture myths, uh, unhealthy food rules, all of those sorts of things, because lots of people are stuck in those. And I get it because I've been there myself. Um, but if you've been following for a while, if not, I write a column called Food My Friend for a beautiful health and wellness nonprofit called Unhurry. And I have been writing about building a healthy relationship with food, and it's really sparked just uh, this passion in me to keep talking about it more because a lot of people don't have a healthy relationship with food. I think that it is completely possible, maybe hard, but possible to have a healthy relationship with food and also reach your health goals. So whether you want to gain weight, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to just be strong, I think that it is possible to have a healthy relationship with food at the same time as you're working towards those goals. A lot of times when I work with people, especially with losing weight, I'm going to I'm going to go with that, especially with losing weight. When I work with people who want to lose weight, it's very common for there to be a lot of unhealthy eating patterns wrapped up in that and unhealthy um, unhealthy habits that kind of form when someone is trying to lose weight. And I want to propose that this is not the best way to go about it. I think that when we are working on any type of health goal, first and foremost, it should be about loving ourselves enough to take care of ourselves and loving ourselves in the journey of becoming healthy. And a lot of times health is wrapped up in a number or a look. And health is not just a number or a look. Health is your mental health. Health is your physical health. Health is your emotional health, your spiritual health. Health is wrapped in so much more than just a number on a scale or how you look. And a lot of times, I think people get that confused. A lot of times, because we've been conditioned and our culture has shown us that um, to be healthy, to be beautiful, you need to be like the size of a model, stick thin, a certain weight, um all these different classifications and so naturally when we want to become healthy or when we want to work towards health we think skinny we think society's picture of health we think you know the pictures on magazines that we see the pictures that fitness trainers post on instagram um like all of the diets that are plastered everywhere, right? That's what we think of when we think of health because that is what's being fed into us, if that makes sense. So I want to talk through some of that. Um, health should be about prioritizing yourself, about loving yourself, about loving your body, about wanting to be healthy, not just look healthy, 
um, health should be about having a strong and um, peaceful mind. Um, health should be being strong enough to do the things that you love. Health should be feeling good in your skin. Health should be feeling good on the foods that you eat. Um, health is wrapped up in a lot more than just weight or how you look. So if you're stuck in that mindset, I want you to know that you're not alone. Okay? You're not alone. It's a very common theme. <laughs> it's something that a lot of us struggle with. It's something that I have struggled with in the past. And you shouldn't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't feel alone or ashamed. I just want you to know that um, there's a better way. There's a better way. And you don't have to stay stuck in that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I want you to start reframing what health looks like to you. Reframing what health looks like. So, what health looks like. So, when you think of health the picture that immediately pops into your head, start to be aware of what that is. Start to notice what you think of when you think of health and slowly start every time that you have that picture in your head, recognize it and change what you're thinking if, uh, if it's not healthy. So for example, if you think of health and you think of a rail thin model with long blonde hair who's probably about 110 pounds and over six feet. I want you to change that picture in your head to, um, to being strong enough to go play your favorite sport outdoors with your significant other or being able to run around with your kids and keep up with them and play games with them outside or inside all day, or being able to uh, have the strength to run that race that you want to run. Start to switch that picture in your head because switching the picture in our head is going to take intentionality. Switching what we think of health as is going to take intentionality. It's not just going to change overnight. Um, it would be great if that's how it worked, but that's not how it works. And it's not going to change automatically and it's not going to change super, super quick. So I want you to be aware of that as you start to work on this. Don't get frustrated if it takes a long time for you to start thinking of that new picture of health every time you think of health. So keep being consistent with changing the picture in your head and be okay with it taking a little bit of time for you to build up that new picture of health in your head. <clears throat> That's my first tip. Um, be aware of what you think that health is. Be aware of that picture that pops up in your head when you think of health and start to change it to a healthier perspective if you're stuck in that old way of thinking. Um, and if you don't know how you view health, uh, something that I like to have my clients do and something that I encourage people to do is if you are struggling, um, or if you want to make progress or grow in this area, <clears throat> I want you to look back 
looking back is not always easy and it's not always fun and it's not somewhere that I want you to stay stuck, but I want you to look back at how you were raised, um, what conditioning you were taught or brought up with in regards to food, exercise, weight, um, what were the messages that you were told as a child? Were your parents um, healthy eaters? Did they eat out all the time? Did they not allow themselves to eat like sweets or treats? Um, were they, did they exercise at all? If they did, were they super into exercise or like over exercising? Did you have weird food rules? Like I definitely grew up with some of this, like don't eat after seven o'clock at night. Um, you know, you can only have dessert once a day, things like that. Um, so I want you to look back at where you've come, look back at what you've been conditioned with, what you grew up with, what has been drilled into your mind. And then I want you to write all of it down. I want you to write it all down. And then, something is making noise. <laughs> Sorry. And then I want you to make a new list. So make a list of everything that you've been conditioned with, everything that is, you know, like automatically your brain goes to that because that's just what you've been taught. And then I want you to make a new list of how you want to look at health, how you want to approach taking care of your body, how you want your relationship with food to look, how you want your relationship with exercise to look. A lot of times we don't get to this place of actually figuring out what we want for our health or for how we view health because we just stay with what we were conditioned with. Like it's either hard to reframe those things or we just don't realize it. We don't think about it or um, it's easier to stay stuck in those old ways of thinking and old patterns. Um, so make a list of the things that you believe because they were what you were taught with health and then make a new list of what you want. And then I want you to keep that list of things that you want somewhere where you're going to see it a lot. So it can just be bullet points like I want to have a relationship with food where I eat the eat the foods I love and also eat foods that are really healthy for me. I want to have a relationship with exercise where I normally work out seven days, six, seven days a week, but also I don't beat myself up when I can't get a workout in or I skip a workout or I miss a workout. Um, I want to have a relationship with my body where I am focused on being strong and doing the things that I love rather than the weight on the scale. Small things like that. Um, a list of those things. Keep it where you can see it. And read it every day. Read it out loud every, every day. And start to focus on those things. Because as you... Um, it's easier to focus on something new than to just try not to focus on something old. <laughs> so... Um, it's a lot easier to, you know, instead of just trying not to think about something, have something else that you're thinking about instead. 
So change that picture in your head. Make a list of where you've come from and what you were conditioned with and make a new list of what you want and how you want your relationship with health to look. Okay. Something that um, feels very relevant to me right now and uh, is also something that a lot of people struggle with, emotional eating and stress eating. Anyone else? Yeah. So growing up, I struggled with eating disorders from about 13 to 18. Um, And a lot of that was from wanting to have control over something. Um, But also, um, I think that I struggled with anxiety when I was younger and I just didn't realize it. And I think that food was a coping mechanism for me. Um, for dealing with my emotions and my anxiety because I never really expressed them as a child. And so, emotional eating and stress eating is something that I have a history with and also something that I try to be really conscious of. Um, I don't struggle with it nearly as much now, which I'm very grateful for, but there are still times when um, I will feel very stressed or feel very overwhelmed or anxious and like (laughs) the other day I was in the pantry eating chips and I walked out of the pantry and I told Rick I was like I know that eating a whole bag of chips is not going to make me feel better but like will it (laughs) and I know that it won't and it won't um but it would temporarily, just not long-term. Um, I think that's the main thing to realize is, you know, we, if we use food as a coping mechanism, it can provide some satisfaction and relief in the short term, but it does not help in the long term. Um, and so that's kind of where I want to go with this whole emotional and stress eating. So I just wrote about this um, for my latest article And it is okay to eat foods that you love or eat comfort foods when you're feeling emotions. I think that one of the main things that we get wrong with emotional eating and stress eating is that we just need to avoid it altogether. I don't believe that's the case. Maybe if you're really, really struggling with like binge eating during high emotions and high stress, you need to cut back completely to heal from that first. But I think once we get to a place where we're not completely eating everything in sight, um, we it's healthier to eat the foods that bring us comfort and joy when we need them, but just don't eat the whole thing. So for example when I was feeling really stressed or anxious the other day. I did. I ate probably 20 chips and then I stopped. So instead of eating the whole bag, I just had, you know, a th- uh, an eighth of a bag, whatever. And I enjoyed it and they tasted good. And then I stopped. So I think instead of completely restricting what we eat, we need to just have moderation. 
Now that can be really hard when you're in a stressful situation or when you're dealing with high emotions, but that's why it's important to practice this even when you're not in high stress situations. So when you're feeling good and you want a treat, have a treat, but don't eat the whole gallon of ice cream. Don't eat the whole bag of chips, but enjoy your food and then move on. So then when you're in situations where you want that food, maybe not because you want it as a treat, but maybe because you're feeling stressed, you can have that food. Just don't eat the whole bag of chips. Don't eat the whole gallon of ice cream and then move on. The problem or where this becomes a problem with emotional eating or stress eating is when it starts to affect us physically and when it starts to affect us mentally. So physically first, um, emotional eating or stress eating starts to cause a problem when you start to feel bad physically. So when you have a stomach ache, when you feel nauseous, when you uh, feel really lethargic because of foods that you've eaten. Mentally, it becomes unhealthy when you are using food as a coping mechanism and you're not dealing with the emotions and the feelings. You're just eating to stuff them all down inside. Um, when you're feeling really stressed and your first thought is like food, that's your very first thought. Um, and mentally when you just, uh, again, when you eat to stuff everything down inside and you don't actually let the emotions out, but stuffing everything down inside can actually cause physical harm as well. Um, stress is one of the leading causes <laughs> of death and heart attacks. And so when we push all of that stress down inside of our bodies, it's a mental problem, yes, because we're not coping and we're not dealing, but also it can cause physical issues. So that's when stress eating and emotional eating gets to be a problem is when it's causing us either mental, uh, mental harm or physical harm. And um, other than that, I think it is okay if you are feeling high emotions or high stress to, one, yes, have the foods that make you happy and bring you joy and bring you comfort, but also two, process your emotions and have healthy coping mechanisms and coping skills to work through what it is that you're feeling. So for example, if I'm feeling really anxious and overwhelmed, um, yeah, maybe I'm going to go have a couple scoops of ice cream and some chips, but also um, I'm going to talk to my therapist about it. I'm going to um, learn a new, new dance and do something physically with my body that I enjoy that gets me out of my head. Um, I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to journal. I'm going to have a dance party. Like food and food and other things. You are allowed to eat the foods that you love. You are allowed to eat the foods that bring you comfort. You are not allowed to use food as your main coping mechanism. I mean, you're allowed, but it's just not going to be the best for you. So start to change how you view these things. Um, all of these health things are just little changes as to how we view them. So, you know, if you think of emotional eating and stress eating as really bad, 
now maybe it's not such a bad thing. It just needs to be balanced out with some other things as well. Um, yeah, balanced out with some other things as well. So, I want you to start, <clears throat> excuse me, to start viewing things um, in a different way. It's not all black and white. It's not no comfort foods or all comfort foods. Um, it's not the lowest weight or the heaviest weight. Um, it's not a one-time destination and then the journey is over or you keep falling off the wagon and you never get there. It's not all black and white, like a lot of things in life. Um, but health is not all black and white. So I want you to start changing how you view these things. Emotional eating, stress eating. I think we need to uh, relabel that. And instead of viewing it as that, view it as... Um, having some comfort food while also working through my emotions. Um, while we're on this topic, the other thing that I see a lot that drives me crazy, but I understand, is when people always talk about falling off the wagon or messing up and they'll start again tomorrow or... Um, whatever it is, like something along those lines, falling off the wagon, failing, starting again tomorrow. Could we just stop with that? Like, you're not a failure just because you, uh, go off your meal plan or your diet for one meal of the day. You're not a failure just because you skipped one workout this week. You're not a failure um, just because you decided to rest on a day when you were feeling really anxious instead of getting that run in or going to the gym. Like health and your health journey is not supposed to be that way. <laughs> You're not supposed to view it in that way. That is not a healthy way to view health or view your relationship with food or exercise or yourself like you need to have some grace with yourself which I'm one to talk um but grace is a very important piece of the health journey um and it's not a one-time destination that you get to. Health is a journey. That's why I always use the word journey. Because there are going to be some days when you are really on top of everything. And there are going to be some days when you're really not on top of everything. And then there are going to be other days when you're on top of everything, but you need a mother effing break. Um, and there are going to be some days when you need lots of veggies physically and mentally. And then there's going to be other days when you need some ice cream. <laughs> and... Every single day is different. Um, showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself looks different every single day of your life. And it looks different for every single person. 
And so instead of seeing it as like this failure or this strict plan that you have to stay perfectly on to be healthy, see it as or change, change your plan. Like go for three to six workouts a week. You did three. Great. You did six. Perfect. Whatever the week holds. But stop like making it so specific. Um, You had chips this week. Oh, good Lord. Someone's going to die. No, you had chips this week. That's perfectly fine. You're allowed to enjoy the foods that you enjoy. You had ice cream every night this week. Congratulations. I'm glad you're enjoying your food and enjoying your life. You are allowed to have a healthy relationship with food, to be healthy, to be strong, to be taking care of yourself in the best way possible while you're still not working out every single day, while you're still eating the foods that you enjoy, while you're still listening to your body and taking care of yourself in the way that it needs right now today. So stop saying and thinking that you've fallen off the wagon or you've failed every time that maybe you didn't do something perfectly. You're not meant to be perfect. And your health journey is not meant to be perfect. It's a journey. That's my soapbox on that. Um, It breaks my heart because that's how I used to be. And that's why I talk about it because that's how I used to be. And it also... Um, I see it in a lot of people, in clients, in people, people watching. Um, and it's sad because, I mean, honestly, it kind of destroys your life when you view it like that. Um, you definitely do not have a healthy relationship with food or exercise or yourself if that's how you're viewing it, because having a healthy relationship involves love love for food, love for exercise, love for yourself. If you're being so strict and so focused on the failures, that's not love. You're not loving on yourself and you're not allowing yourself to enjoy the things that you enjoy. Um, Life is short. Life is really short and you don't know what's going to happen. And so, yes, take the best freaking care of yourself that you can but also enjoy your life. Enjoy your food. Do exercise and movement that feels good to you. Enjoy your movement um, and enjoy yourself. Love yourself. Love your body because that's what truly matters. That's what truly matters. Okay. I should probably go. I love you all. I'm glad that you are here today. I hope that something from this spoke to you. And if you have any takeaways, I would always love to hear them. Also, please rate, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And um, have a wonderful, safe 4th of July. Although um, I heard it's canceled because of a lack of independence. I don't know. Um, I love y'all. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care of yourselves mentally and physically, and I will be back next month.